Hey, everybody, it's Andrea. Before we start today's show, I have a super quick announcement to share with all of you. Beginning in April, I'm going to be launching a series of college to career live weekend boot camps to help graduating seniors as well as juniors who are confused about what jobs or careers they might want to pursue when they graduate. So imagine going from confused to confident with at least three different career options you'd be psyched to explore by the end of day one of the boot camp. And then learning the tools, tactics, and the strategies to find those jobs by the end of day two. The boot camp is live and it's led by me over Zoom. And you can learn more about it at College to Career Academy. That's college, the number two, career dot academy. Or you can just look me up on LinkedIn and check out the featured section of my LinkedIn page. I can't imagine a better graduation gift for the college students in your life. Thanks so much for listening, and I know you're going to enjoy my next incredible guest. Hi there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple shot K-Cup with my guest, Dave Asprey. So. Fast This Way, your wonderful new book that I just finished reading, begins with a great story about a vision quest that you embarked on in a cave in New Mexico. What is a vision quest for those who may never have heard of it? And what was it that inspired you to go on it? One of the things that's missing from our, our modern world is the idea of a, a rite of passage. And in most traditions throughout the world, not just the Native American traditions, you find that there's a, a time where, you know, you celebrate you know, becoming of age, you celebrate becoming an adult, you have a graduation ceremony. You know, you go to, you go to Israel, like, oh, you, you spend your time in the military, then you go travel for six months, but you do something that marks a change of life. So I never did any of that stuff. And I said, right, I'm going to do a vision quest. And this is traditionally where they'd give you a knife and a loincloth and put you out in the desert and you'd basically stay all by yourself and survive until you had a vision. So that's a bit aggressive. But I hired a shaman to drop me off in the desert for four days in a cave with no food and no people. So I could just sit with all of the, the thoughts. And in my case, I was afraid of being hungry because I knew that it would make me hypoglybitchy and I'd be mean to people. I was already a big enough jerk. And I knew that if I didn't eat six times a day, I'd go into starvation mode and then I'd get fatter. I already weighed 300 pounds. I didn't want to get fatter. I'd actually lost a bunch of the weight by that time, but still I was, I was scared of it. But more to the point, I was afraid of being alone. 
and I'd eat when I was lonely, but also I was just afraid of being alone. So I'm like, there, I'll push all my buttons at once. And in fastest way, I tell the story of that because fasting isn't about not eating food. It's about learning to go without because there's all kinds of things you think you need. And then if you don't get the things you think you need, need means you die without it. So I need to get the right job. I need the date. I need tacos, you know, I need beer, whatever the need is. I need to succeed. I need to get a certain grade. Well, in your body, your body believes that you need that or you'll die. And then the story in your head is, well, if I don't do this, I won't be respected. If I'm not respected. Now, you stop thinking about this, but this is old stuff under your thinking. Well, if I'm not respected and I'm not loved and admired, then, well, no one will feed me. Then my tribe won't support me. Then the lions and tigers and bears will eat me. And it's not rational, but these are all feelings and feelings aren't supposed to be rational. So, man, I went to a a high school where I would have been valedictorian, except I was too big of an asshole. So they made me the salutatorian, even though my grades were higher than the top of the person who got it. And it was easy. I didn't have to press myself at all. So I get to college and I'm like, this, I don't have to study. I just get A's without even thinking. And I think I got a 1.28 GPA my first quarter in college and almost failed out. It's like, oh man, you know, what's wrong? But all of the, it was all a fear and anxiety. Like, you know, what are my parents going to say? You know, am I a failure? And all the voices in my head were complete garbage. They were wrong. And what you can do is you can just, you know, ask yourself, is this true? And everything you believe about not getting the first job right and getting the wrong major, all that stuff, none of it's true. It is provably false. You just haven't questioned it. It's about questioning your assumptions. You do that. It just creates peace. And then you're like, okay, I can take the job. I can not take the job. But here's the thing. You're not going to starve. Like we live in a world where there are fewer people starving than at any time in human history. And is the economy completely trashed because of terrible decisions that people made <laughs> about the pandemic? Yes, the economy is trashed. Does that mean it's time to you know, give up? No. Does that mean you might have to change what you do? Yeah. But here's the deal. You have at least a hundred years and I'm saying that I'm going to live to at least 180, right? And you've got a head start on me if you're younger than I am. And so you've got at least a hundred years and let's just go back a hundred years. Let's see, 1920, we just finished fighting World War I on horseback. Yeah, they used cavalry in World War I. We didn't have antibiotics. We couldn't spell DNA because no one had invented it. You couldn't just use a computer to find any piece of human knowledge there was. Like right now, if you're 18, well, whatever age you are, but you have access to more knowledge than a king or a president of a country had in 1950. So you're like swimming in opportunity. And the fact that you can call anyone, video or not, anywhere for free and ask them anything and access almost the sum of human knowledge. Wow. Okay. So you have that on your side. Oh, yeah. And there's a short-term pandemic that this will be gone in a few years. The economic repercussions of this will be there because the middle class got gutted. Well, there's a lot of opportunity there as well. So it's time to just say, all right, I'm going to step up. But what will it look like in 100 years? I can tell you that very few people in 1920 had a picture of what 2020 looked like, but that's your time frame, right? You're going to have multiple careers. You're going to be able to have all kinds of experiences, write down the ones you care about, set some goals. One of the things I did, I read Think and Grow Rich, which is the first personal development book kind of written for business people by a guy named Napoleon Hill, a guy named Andrew Carnegie, one of the early, what we would today call billionaires, like the Jeff Bezos of his day hired a guy to go out and ask a bunch of successful people, what do you do that works? And he wrote 
this, this book. And it said, you know, write down your goal, put it on the mirror. And there's all kinds of different things in the book that I did. So when I was 16, I had on my mirror, I'm going to, you know, have a million dollars in net worth by the time I'm 23. Right. And I'm well, it didn't work, except I did make $6 million when I was 26, but I didn't put on my thing. Oh, and keep it. <laughs> so, I would say invest a little bit of time in, in that kind of stuff. That's a, a classic book worth reading. And if you want something a little bit more modern, my book Game Changers, I asked 500 people who have changed the world. What did you do? And then I, I used math to figure out what they had in common. And then there's 40 you know, something rules that are worth paying attention. You don't have to do all of them. Just find something in there. But that's your, that's your playing field. You have decades, decades to play around. And are you going to completely fuck something up? If you don't, you're not trying very hard. Okay. I didn't just lose $6 million. There's a few other times where like, man, I should make a million dollars. I'm finally going to have, you know, money in the bank. And then it would just evaporate like, God, right. Well, I'm doing okay now. Right. It takes time, but just that patience, self-acceptance, and just if the voice in your head is mean, you need to tell it to shut the F up and understand it's not you. It's ancient bacteria trying to keep your meat alive and they're too dumb to know what opportunities around you. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much. 